guys. Welcome back to episode 28 of Catching Fire. 2-8. 2-8. Who you got today, big dog? Uh, I'm going with CJ2K. Chris Johnson. I was going to go Rui Hachimura. 28. Is he still 28 with the Lakers? Yeah. He said because Kobe, 2-8. Uh, That's odd. Um, what's Gigi and, and Kobe was oh, 8. Yeah. yeah. So... I, uh, episode 28, who would have thought we would have made it this far? <laughs> almost to uh, 30, which means we're almost to 50, which means almost to 100. <laughs> Dude, like half that, a century, anything can happen, <laughs> you know? So, uh, nah, but it's been fun so far. So, episode 28, gotta, honestly, I know I say this probably every week, but this actually might be my favorite episode. Uh, we have Andrew Playtech of the Siena Saints on and he has just like a crazy just a really good wholesome story um about his college basketball experience for those that don't know he was at unc for four years we get into that kind of the trials and tribulations he faced there um and then moves on to siena where he has a, a crazy injury and he battles back so he uh he definitely gets into all that so special episode special dude shout out to him uh, make sure y'all stay tuned at the end of the at the end of our talk here, and and stay tuned for to listen to him. Um, other than that, we got you know what's on your mind, Super Bowl, little college hoops talk, some NBA talk, and then we're gonna draft states. It's kind of off the dome. I, I didn't come prepared. I have about five states in my mind that I like, so we'll see where that goes. And then uh, we'll hit catchy fires, and then we'll throw it over to the Andrew Playtech interview. So, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Um, this weekend was fun. That's what's on my mind. Uh, caught up with the older brother and Ooh, sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Stevenses. The new title. Stevenses are down in Houston. Yeah. So, they're on my mind right now. They are. Big move. Big, big moves. Big move to Texas for uh, the married couple. So, yeah, we, that's what's uh, on my mind. We moved down to chat. Couple months later, they moved to Houston, so we're expanding. <laughs> we're going westward. We're expanding westward bound. <laughs> what? <laughs> we are. Uh, before you know it, we're gonna be on Yellowstone. Um, yeah, they're on the Oregon Trail a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cam's show. Um, oh, also on my ooh. mind, Knoxville. Okay. Think about getting up there Wednesday. Ah, uh, yeah, the big game. Big game, one versus ten. You know, I might have to check in. Big. Tickets are low right now. I don't want to say how low, so people go buy them up. But <laughs> yeah, they bought mine. Yeah. Yeah, the, the catching fire bump. <laughs> <laughs> the pump and dump. <laughs> people are gonna be buying it after they hear this. Alabama comes to town, one versus ten. Yeah. Might have to check in. Um, what's on my mind? Two things. First of all, was rocking the to jersey Saturday. Uh, obviously, UTC played um, Mercer. Uh, big dub for the boys. Pulled out the yellow jerseys, which looks sweet. Pre-game, I had to rock the big chat number 80. Shout out T.O. the GOAT. Gonna get him on the pod sometime. Maybe for episode 80. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. The goals. Goals, Let's yes. Put it out there. Yes, we'll get him on here. If by episode 80 we're still up and running, T.O. has no choice but to come on. He's got to. Um, and then the other thing is unidentified flying objects. 
I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, it was kind of a joke there for a while, like, you know, some flying, tic-tac flying through the skin. No, it's kind of like a thing now. Like, we're shooting them down, they're exploding, we, we're not finding parts. Like, I don't know what's going on. Kind of freaking me out a little bit. I choose to uh, just not, not read into it too much because I'll, I'll get freaked out by it all. So, uh, it's definitely on my mind, though. All right. For what everybody's been waiting for, Super Bowl. Super Bowl talk. Heck of a game. Last one of the year. It was, what did it end up, 37-34? 38 35. 38-35. Nate Burleson picked it exact. You see that? Did he? Yeah. Before the game, he said, uh, you know, I think Andy Reid's going to coach his best game. And he did? Chiefs 38-35. <sighs> that's, that's pretty good, man. That was a fun game. It was, it was a clean game. Like, weren't many turnovers. It was very clean. There were it's there was game. one sack, and it was Jalen Hurts running one yard backwards out of bounds, so it wasn't even really a sack. Really, it was only sack. There was no holding penalties until obviously the big holding penalty at the end. The questionable. Um, I'll say it. I mean, it was it was a penalty, like. Dude, I don't. People are all sucks. up in arms about it. It sucks. It was the mind. It was the most minor thing, but like. Penalties, penalty. Like I mean. And then, and what if we're sitting here, what if the Eagles win, and we're looking at the no call, and we're like, why didn't he call the penalty? Yeah. It's like, it's a penalty, and people are like, you can't call it, that's, like, what do you mean you can't call it in that situation? You can't officiate the Super Bowl? You can't make a right call, I don't know. Like. That's like what they always, they always say that at the end of basketball, too, like. You can't call that there. Touch and touch, foul at the end, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know, man, like, if he doesn't hold him. So the defense just gets, gets way more leanway, right? Leadway? right? I don't know. Doesn't so make sense. I, mean, I don't. I don't. It definitely sucked. Yeah, definitely sucked to end that way. Like, <laughs> it's never fun when a team is trying to let another team score. Yeah, that's just a bad look for the game. Um, but like you said, dude, it was a great game. So like, and they were, the, uh, like, uh, I think it was Jarek McKinnon, like. He basically going full speed into the end zone, and then just all of a sudden falls, and I'm like. Smart. So close, like Smart I wouldn't have thought about that. Nope. But I mean, obviously they, have, you know, way more football knowledge than I would have at the time. So, but yeah, it they, was was a little funny. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Hurts got hit on that last throw. Oh, like, and, and dude, a little bit. Dude, <laughs> he got no dude. mustard on that thing. He looked like uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> Remember earlier in the year, they're like, yeah, yeah, Mac Jones. He can't throw a hail mary. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, th- okay, I think well, he got a little impeded, though. Okay, he also had a little bit of a shoulder injury coming into the playoffs. Like That is true. But, I mean, it was he threw like 30 yards. It was, it was humorous. It was, it was humorous. We're like, oh, there's a ham. Okay. No <laughs> chance. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been intentional grounding. <laughs> Dude, it might have been intentional grounding. That's a oh, good point. Man, that would be what they should they should have put uh, Miles Sanders at center, yeah, <laughs> like the Cowboys should have yeah. just done that and then throw the slant. Yep, little cur- <laughs> little button hooker out, smoke Jeez. job. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but shout out the NFL. You know that was a good good run this year, dude. Great right. season, honestly. Great two season. best teams in the Super Bowl. Great game. Jalen Hurts looked really good. Until the Hail Mary. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just can't stop them. Just the guys. And then, Dude, and I feel like 
every all the talk, rightfully so, everybody was saying like Pat Mahomes and the guys won another Super Bowl. Like Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey won in the Super Bowl. And like more than even ever, I feel like um, the team didn't really get notarized. I don't know. It was just a little weird to me that it was all about Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Well, yeah, I feel like it was that way because, like, the Eagles were the team, and then, like, those were the... Superstars. But, I mean, the offensive line, like, not allowing a sack to the team that's had the third most sacks in NFL history. Right. Now, I, like, I completely understand that yeah. those two are the face of the NFL. Yeah. All that. But, like, I just felt like it was a little odd how much credit Mahomes and Travis Kelsey got. Yeah. And Andy Reid for that matter. They yeah. were throwing him in there too. It was like those three not much, wanted. not much mention of like Eric Bieniemy, who's like a star. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was fun game, fun NFL season. We gotta find someone else to talk about now. Yeah, we gotta find someone else to talk about. It sucks. Wait, oh yeah, the last thing, uh, Rihanna. She killed it. She killed, killed it. it. I didn't realize. Uh, I don't know if they do it every year really, but like. It was such a mashup of all the songs. I don't know if that was like kind of Herb's specialty more. Yeah, it was like a, it was like D- a 15 like a minute DJ song. mix. Yeah, it was like a 15 minute yeah. song of like all her different songs. Just meld them all together. It was good, man. She was good. And rumor has it she has Baby on the way. Even more impressive. She's just, that was crazy. Dude, the floating platforms really threw me for a loop. I, I would have been so it's scared impressive. standing up there. It's impressive. They, had, they were strapped in, but... Yeah. It was, it was impressive. I thought, I thought it was good. All right. NCAA. Got some hoops. First of all, Chattanooga. Men's get a big win over Mercer. Much needed in terms of the standings. Um, I don't know. You can't look too far ahead because, you know, anything can happen this year. So somebody can beat somebody or somebody can lose. Like, it doesn't matter. It's very tight. Um but big win, beat Mercer, hold them scoreless the last seven minutes, 52 seconds. No points. No points. That's insane. Crazy. That's insane. Crazy. So, shout out the boys getting it done. Yeah, I went and uh, I watched like watched back a little bit of the, because it was on TV, mm-hmm. went, went, went and watched back a little bit of the streaming of it. It was a really good stream. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously it was CBS, so like it was quality. But right. Like, it just gave me the feel of March Madness. Yeah. Like, all the music in the We're background. And all that. I was like, oh, this is sweet. And, you know, football season's over, so it's like, It's building up. This is the time. I feel like that's kind of how the year goes. It's like, football, okay, now we're done football. March Madness, okay, we're done March Madness. NBA, NBA. playoffs, okay, we're done NBA playoffs. Baseball's building <sighs> a little. And then you kind of go from there. Um and other college hoops, um, Bama, like you said, moves to the one seed. They look really good. Purdue loses to Northwestern. Zach Eady has a good game. Dude, it was it was weird because like I, I watched the last couple minutes of that game, and it, I mean, Purdue's I in control, the last, right? The last three thirty, I think it said they they got outscored like fifteen to like two. Yeah, or it was like it that. was a big run. And it felt like I'll probably watch from like six or seven minutes uh, left, and it like from there down to about three minutes, I was like, "Purdue's the better team." Just toying with them a little bit here, and they're gonna run away with this thing. 
And then all of a sudden, bam, Northwestern just runs it. Yeah. So that was, that was definitely interesting to see Purdue go down like that. Uh, the other two teams that have kind of stood out just from, like, watching things, obviously Kansas has been on a little bit of a slide. They lost a couple straight uh, maybe a week ago. But Kansas and UCLA, like, I just feel like they're just good. Like, any given year, I feel like they can be in the Final Four yeah. and not even think twice about it. So I love when UCLA is good. When UCLA is good, college hoops is fun. College hoops is fun. Um, in the ACC, this was interesting. Duke versus UVA. Uh, obviously, you know, Duke's had not their greatest year, but they're about to beat, I think, top 10 ranked UVA, maybe top 20. And Kyle Filipowski, dog, by the way, goes to the rim. They originally call a foul. This is like a buzzer beating, going to win the game. They call a foul, whatever, go to review it, and they're like, no foul. They take the foul away when it was, it was clearly contact. Like, I don't know what happened. They called a foul originally, figure out there's enough evidence to overturn it. ACC comes out and admits, hey, we made a mistake. There actually was a foul there. Dude, you want to talk about a controversy, controversial yeah. call here. Speaking of controversial Let calls. Let me bring this one up. West Virginia got absolutely smoked by Texas. I think it was last Wednesday. Or this would have been bigger news. Would have been a little bigger news. But anyways, I'll try to make it quick because it was so weird. Emma Matthews goes up, um, gets called for a charge, but makes the bucket. Okay. Uh, So we go the other way. They review, like, play continues. A couple minutes go down the line. Play continues. They review the play, like, at the next media or whatever. Decide it was a block. Count the bucket, but then can't go back and shoot the free throw. So, like, it was an and one without the free throw. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, the is... announcers were like, the announcers were so confused at first, and then apparently they figured it out. But the way they were explaining it, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't get it. So, I, there was no clarity for me. So, if anybody has any answers, there, yeah. let me let know. Now. Um, I was lost. It's weird because, like, situations like that, it's almost like, okay, you. Uh, we're, we're past it a little bit. You probably let it go. Yeah, don't even like count the box. We man. probably don't Thank even. Thank God need they to did, or else I think it would have been a fifty piece. But. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> West Virginia was not at home. I'm assuming. Uh uh-uh, uh no, yeah, on the road. On the road. Uh, Texas, home? Texas is good, dude. Texas looks good. Texas is good. They're in a battle right now with Tech as we speak. As we speak. But um, dude, the Big Twelve's just good. Just gotta throw that out there. The Big Twelve's good. Um. Texas, speaking of Texas, Texas and Oklahoma decide they're officially, I guess not decide, but officially are leaving the Big 12 in 2024. Came out and it's official. So So will they be in the Big 12 next basketball season? Yeah, I think they'll finish all the sports next year. And, and then, then the following... And then football, so, basically but, football 24. Right, right, right. Yeah. But so... I think all the other schools join the Big 12 next year. I, I That's think. a good point. Super conference for a year. Super <laughs> super conference is going to be crazy good. Super conference. Because we're getting Houston. Houston. Oh, my goodness, dude. I mean, and BYU is typically And BYU is good. And UCF. And there's one more. And, yeah, the, those guys. Cincinnati. Yep. Dude, that's – Cincinnati, I'm, I don't know. That's, I, I like it. I 
I like I'm it. All for it. I like it. <laughs> Texas, Oklahoma, leave. I think we got four like really cool, interesting schools coming in. So I like it. And then the mid-major team of the week. I have to touch on these boys. Southern Miss, Felipe Hase, Neftali Alvarez. Obviously, two SoCon guys. They're rolling right now. They've won nine straight. Um, beat Louisiana, which is a big win, and UL Monroe last week. Um, they got Neftali back uh, mid-January. Our guy Felipe, friend of the podcast, uh, he had 23 the other night. They're one of the best mid-major teams, and they went from like a, I think they were like seven and and 20 something last year to now they're 24 and or maybe 23, like they've won 20 games already this year, something crazy, mm. like the dogs. Um, so they're rolling, playing great. Mid-major team of the week, book it. Love uh, it. Moving on to the NBA, uh, we talked about a little bit about the trade deadline last week. Obviously the Kyrie move, did not anticipate the KD move. Not that, I don't know, I mean I guess like the deadline, but like, it was just like, Bang. Every, yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Kevin Durant. Bender, did you see that? Uh-uh. The dude had a, a um, dragon, dragon bender dragon or something. Bender, yeah. And then uh, made okay. it Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Creativity, dude. Um, and yeah, he, he, it was funny. He did that like last summer and was like, please, KD, come to the... And then, like, yeah, it resurfaces. I, I thought I remember that. Now yeah, Kevin Durant. And now it, like, kind of resurfaces. Whatever. It was funny. Kevin Durant to the Suns basically immediately makes them the favorite. Probably rightfully so. Like, they've... They're, like, 10th in the West right now. Yeah. And KD's out for a while. So, I don't know. But I would not want to play them in the first round. I can tell you that. Nope. Um, Playing. Lakers, they made some moves. Get D'Angelo Russell... Jared Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba, and get rid of uh, Russ and Beverly, Pat Bev. So Suns are actually fifth in the West. Yeah. So they're not as bad as I thought. I thought they were a little lower. Yeah. Lakers improve. Lakers, Lakers definitely improve. improve. Finally, the Russ era is over. Man, he gets a lot of hate. Gets a ton of hate. It's just. I could. Okay, so Utah is pretty watch. good. Utah could almost be like his OKC. Like I could, if he wants to play there, like he say he's still deciding what he wants to do, which is interesting. If he wants to play there, I could see him like going back to old Russ because it's just like playing well. All right, you go ahead. I feel like he could. But they're also pretty good. Like they have Lowry Markinen. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to lose. I don't know. Um, Sexton, I guess Sexton. Yeah, they just got rid of Mike Conley, all-time nice guy. So, I don't know. Utah is interesting. Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies. I like that one. Uh, I feel like the Grizzlies just can always use more shooting. Uh, Reggie Jackson. I think he got traded somewhere. And then is getting bought out and is looking to sign with the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. He went to uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yep. They're going to buy him out. I thought that was odd that he went there. Yeah. yeah, The buyout thing's weird to me. I don't really understand all that. But. Looking to go to the Nuggets, that'll be a big move. And then the last piece, people love this piece. Maybe he's overrated. I don't know. Jay Crowder. I was just gonna say it. Jay Crowder to the Bucks. 
He is Mr. NBA. People love him. People like he's including me. I'm a big fan. He's of him. always on like a winning team or something. Like he's always like he just plays a lot of basketball because he plays deep into the playoffs. But it's like he's also on really good teams. I don't know. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's not. But he's like the bonus that everybody wants. Regardless, I feel like that's a good pickup for the Bucks. Either way. I think they just said that he's not going to be playing until after the All-Star break, but whatever. Need him for the playoffs. They're on a 10-game tear anyway. Need him for the playoffs. All right. Draft time. Draft it. Best segment of the the podcast, some say. States. Four rounds. Back and forth. Snake draft. Uh, West Virginia on or off the books? Off. Off the books. Off. S tier. It's God tier. Off, we yeah. take it off. Yep, Gotta can't pick off. West Virginia. Just All right. because I can't let you draft it, even if you get one. Yeah. So, so you can have one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one one, one one. I'll do it, and I'll go. I'm back and forth between two. Spit it out. I'll go Hawaii. Uh, Screw yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like the most unique. It's state. paradise. The only downside with Hawaii, it's separate. Separated. So. Um, <laughs> I would be in trouble if we had to be, if we're drafting states that you've been in. Yeah, I haven't been in many. <laughs> I don't think I could get a, a full team in. No, not very many teams. <laughs> um, okay, so okay. You're, you're back and forth between two. I mean, I am going with, I got to go Florida. Yeah. I got to go Florida. Beaches. We're going beaches. Beach side, golf side. A little bit of everything. Fishing, everything there. Okay. Everything there. Not quite the environment of Hawaii. Um, Round two, pick one. Cam goes with. Give me Montana. I like this. I like where Give you went Montana. with that. Like with, yeah, you, so you got the beaches, <laughs> and then you got kind of like the offset. The get out, leave me alone. Yeah. In the mountains. Good pick. Good pick. I like it. Log cabin. All right. I will go with my next pick. Um, Dude, that might be as north as we get. (laughs) Um, Never been to this state. Sounds awesome, though. Arizona. Arizona? Arizona. Whoa. Yeah. Off the books. Off the books. I was not expecting that. We're going off the wall. Not much reason behind it other than, like, just seeing the Super Bowl stuff there, seeing the waste management, the golf oh, tournament Arizona there. Is, Arizona did have a big weekend. Big weekend for Arizona, a lot of pop, and warm weather. So, Arizona. Uh, then I will go... I'm going to go... North Carolina. Okay. I'm going to go North, North Carolina. Carolina. Cool. Got basketball, it's cool. Um, good food. Yeah. North Carolina's cool. I'll give you that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Tennessee. <sighs> give me Tennessee. I was hoping it slipped. I mean, we're here. It'll probably win some fan votes. There. They, they've been nice to us. I like Tennessee. I mean, Chattanooga's cool. Nashville. I'm a huge country music fan, so give me Nashville. Yep, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Um, I love it. Give me Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee as my third pick, and then fourth pick. It's hard because we haven't been to many, but... Right. I mean, California out there. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I want to take... I'm going to take South Carolina. Okay. 
Give me Myrtle Beach. Yeah, you get Myrtle Beach. Give me Myrtle Beach. West Virginia South. I'll take it. Yeah, that's West okay. Virginia in the South. Give me those four. All right, well, you didn't take it. I'll take California. And I'll go ahead and say it. It's a clear-cut, clear-cut top tier. It's, I it's just a, didn't want to do it. It's a top tier. You have to have it on the list. Missy, New York, and Texas. New York's just, like, upbeat. I've been like, there. I've never been to either of those states. Plan on going to Texas. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in Texas. I'll visit Texas. At some point. Um, never. I ain't going to New York. No, I'm kidding. I, got I ain't going to do it. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. So, I had I had Florida, Montana, uh, South, South Carolina, Carolina, and then Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. It's quality. It's quality. I like this. I had Hawaii, Arizona, North Carolina, and Cali. And, uh, yes, we left West Virginia off. That's God tier. It's number one. Yeah. Couldn't do that. In a, in a tier of its own. Yeah. Um, all right. Catching fires. Let's do it. Catching fire. Let me rip it. Um, Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he's hot. The WM Open. Dude, that place, that place is awesome. Great tournament, great atmosphere. All the fans going nuts there. Um, Scheffler pulled away. Back-to-back wins at TPC Scottsdale for the boy. He's freaking good. John Rahm was right there, and he didn't even play really well. Yeah. So he's almost catching fire. He's sparking. Yeah, he's sparking. Scheffler's catching fire. He's heating up. That's my catching fire. All right. Mine is microwave mug brownie cake things. (laughs) I uh, mix it up in a little bowl. Throw it in the microwave. Honestly, we could just do a whole catching fire of the microwave because that just blows my mind. Uh, throw it in the microwave for 30 seconds. comes out perfect cake. It heats itself. A little single serve. Get some protein in there. And, uh, yeah, it makes no sense, but the microwave is, is sick. And, uh, yeah, brownie mug cakes. Gotcha. Catching fire. Hey, let me rip this part, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to add in my, uh, my song of the week here. For everybody out there, Ernest released a, a couple new songs. He actually released his album, but there's only a couple new songs that weren't released. Song called "Drunk with My Friends." Okay, it is hilarious. He's talking about fishing. He's talking about golfing, um, and then it's got the uh, his girlfriend's talking to him in the background, but it's like Charlie Brown teacher voice. Nice. Wah, 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 wah. It's a pretty funny song. Give it a listen. Ernest, "Drunk with My Friends." Give it a listen. All right. That'll do it for us. We're going to throw this over to the Andrew Playtech interview. Like I said, great talk with this guy. So excited to bring this one Excited to bring this one to you all. All right, here we go. All right, guys, welcome in. We got another uh, special, special guest with me today. Um, Sienna, what are they, Sienna Ber- St. Bernard's? Is that what it is? Or? Yeah, with the, the Saints, but it's the St. Bernard's. Yeah, yeah there it is. The yeah, uh, Andrew Playtech joining us today. Um, and you got a, a really cool story, um, kind of well-versed college basketball career, so I'm excited <laughs> to dive into it. But appreciate you for having yeah. on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, so first of all, kind of take me through like life growing up and, uh, you know, when you started playing ball and everything. So I, oh wow, long story now. I feel like I'm like the oldest player in college basketball. So uh, I started playing when I was four. Um, 
four or five years old at, at the YM, local YMCA. Um, my, my, none, nobody in my family played basketball, like brother, sister, mom, dad, no, no one ever played. So, uh, I don't come from the most like athletically oriented yeah. family. So, but when I was a kid, if you just put a ball in my hands, like I was, I was happy like forever. So started there. And ever since then, I didn't really look back. Like I played, uh, played everything, baseball, lacrosse, soccer, everything. I still, I still love those sports. I got pretty well-versed in all that. Um, ended up becoming pretty good. Um, and then I played, started playing AU, Albany city rocks. Uh, I forget since I was probably t- 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old. And, uh, that went well, <laughs> and I, I played well enough to to get some some Division One, some scholarship looks, and right. had a really good. So I reclassed, so I went prep um, after my junior year of high school, and that summer, um, I kind of blew up. I had a, I shot it really well. Um, my second junior summer, in in the UIBL, uh, I was I was playing really well, and I got a, I got a bunch of high majors interested and. Carolina came and they they'd been recruiting me for a while since I was like 16 probably they saw me at Peach Jam, um, and that's where I ended up going. Right, so that's that's nuts. Uh, two things. So you had talked a little bit about um, just being on the EYBL. Is that I I was not like at that level. I was just like local AAU, kind of go to the big shots tournaments and stuff. Is the EYBL like? Does that actually help you get prepared for college? Because like you're playing guys, right? Yeah, um, I, I think so. So I played. I was lucky because I, I got to play in like the best prep league too. Um, we were in the NEPSAC uh, AAA, so we were playing like Brewster and like New Hampton, mm-hmm. uh, St. Thomas More, all these like like your Amari Spellmans, Christian Vidal's like type guys. Uh, Donovan Mitchell went to Brewster, like for yep. example. Um, so I, I was playing against those guys like in the school year. And then when you go on the circuit and you're playing Malik Monk, Jason Tatum, Darren Fox, like all these guys that are in the league now, like my teammate and a good friend of mine is Devin Herter. Um, yeah. So like, like dudes everywhere. Like I'll, I'll turn on an NBA game. Like, Oh, I remember when I played him in like mm-hmm. Louisville or whatever, like whatever session it was. So I, I think so. It definitely as like a shooter and a guy who likes to likes to shoot it, it definitely, um, you test yourself a lot. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you you know, like when you can get your shots off, like what actual spacing looks like, cause you can go like play pickup and shoot it from 40 and like be fine. But until you're playing against dudes at at that level, like you don't really know. Yeah. And then the other thing was reclassing. Was that something that you, like just felt you needed or you were kind of like guided to that or cause I've always kind of wondered how you come to that decision. Um, so actually funny story about that. So I was at, I was at the Yale basketball camp. Um, before I reclassed, I, uh, I was probably going to go Ivy. I didn't know which one, um, but it was looking, it was looking good. Um, and then I was at the camp and my then prep coach uh, John Carroll comes up to me at the end. He's like, "Hey, have you ever heard like heard about prep or thought about going like uh, to prep school?" And he hands me his card. It's North- I went to Northfield Mount Hermon. It's in mm-hmm. uh, Gill, Gill, Massachusetts, like middle of nowhere, but beautiful school. Um, he handed me his card, and I was like, "Nah, like I haven't really thought about it. Like I'm I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't really 
I don't, I don't know wanna, if this is like don't another, is, do, another year of high school. I'm good. Yeah, right. Like I didn't I was I was ready to like do my do my last year and then go. But the more I thought about it, I was uh I always had this thought in my mind, like I just want to experience like the highest level. You know, that's mm-hmm. a big reason I went to Carolina was to like challenge myself and yeah. like see if I could do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I think with another year it like went in my mind, like I get another shot at this. I'm more experienced. I'm older. Like, let's, let's see what happens. Um, and the, it didn't hurt that the league was good. And like, my teammates were awesome. Like right. my, let's see, who did I play with there? Uh, like Kellen Grady, Davidson in Kentucky, like 2000 point score in college, Nate Leshevsky at Notre Dame, Jerome DeRozier's at, at Princeton, uh, AJ Broder at Penn. Um, yep. like all these guys, Ian Sister, Dartmouth, uh, just the list goes on and on. I played with uh, Thomas Murphy, who bounced around. He was at Northeastern in Vermont. Um, like all these guys, I think of the seventeen people when I was a senior, we had on our team like fifteen went Division One. So, like it, it it pays for itself really in like the competition you're getting every day. Like <clears throat> practices were super competitive. Everyone was dogging for a spot. Like that was. That was some of the most fun I've had in my life because yeah. we were we were super super tight and there wasn't any like it wasn't unhealthy competition but like we always wanted to push each other and you had that like every single day like you're in this place in the middle of nowhere basically and like all you all you can do is play basketball so like that's all we did you know yeah. it, was, it was fun that's that's always the best when it's like hey what do you want to do today uh, well all we can do is get in the gym so like, I, don't <laughs> yeah. know, I don't know exactly what else to tell you. exactly. Um, so did you find that like that experience of just kind of like pushing yourself every day, is that kind of what led you to UNC? And like you said, just kind of, you know, see where you stand. I think so. Yeah. So I ended up having like, it was, it was really down. I had like six schools probably like when I was really deciding it was Carolina, Stanford, uh, Princeton, Davidson, Miami, and Indiana, I'd say were like Mm -hmm. the, the final six. Um, but that was Indiana with, Green. So like Crean recruited me pretty hard there. Uh ended up getting fired. Um, so I that probably wasn't gonna happen. And then it really mm-hmm. came down to those final five schools. I really like Princeton. Uh Mitch Henderson is a fantastic dude and coach. Like I've I I loved him. Uh Bob McKillop obviously speaks for himself and Kellen. Yep. My team my teammate was already going there, so we we talked about, you know, possibly teaming up in college and, and seeing what we could get done. But Ultimately, it came down to Stanford and North Carolina. And Stanford is Stanford, obviously. Uh, it's very far away. Uh, and Carolina is not a bad school either by any means, like academically. And that was important to me as well as my parents was going to a school that had good academics. I come from a high high academic family. They're all very smart. Like I said, they didn't. we weren't a sports family. We were intellectuals and like music nerds and all that stuff like we all played instruments and did band and drama and all that all that stuff so it was important for for them especially my mom um that i go to a place with a a good education like educational program so that happened to be like one of the best schools ever like for basketball um of course in 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 north carolina and it's like i say this to everyone um because like looking back on my career like I wouldn't have changed anything because like I got to experience four years at the best place in the world and of course. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, 
but it was like an incredibly hard time in my life and uh it's it's the real deal like it's the highest level but yeah i i definitely it was i wanted to experience like what the best was because like when i look back in 40 years i'm gonna have all those memories and all my my memories of coach williams and my teammates and like the players that i played with and like that stuff's gonna last forever so that's kind of what what did it for me yeah that's sick did you find that like, I, I can't even like imagine how much pressure you guys are under because it's like every single game is you know virtually on national television like tons of yeah. people watching were there because i know i get messages after games like people are you know mad that we didn't cover bets or whatever. Yeah. i'm like dude i don't care about your bet so did yeah. you like, like find why, that there was a lot of that oh my god yeah like i i know you 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 experienced it as well like dude, i'm getting it at sienna still like yeah don't don't put your paycheck on 18 year olds man like it's not it's, it's never gonna work out it's crazy. it's crazy but yeah dude it was um we had not a very good season my junior year i think it was covid year like very very bad like not up to carolina standards like whatsoever um i had to like i gave my friend my instagram because like i would get you know 20 30 40 messages like every game like tell me to like go kill myself or like Jeez. whatever like you're fucking up like fucking up my money and like all this shit Jeez. like i can't even that's just like the tip of the iceberg oh, I was, I know. like i don't i don't and, and it's like it's there and you don't want to read it but like part of you is like kind of curious to see yeah. like, what what these people are saying and then you like fall down the rabbit hole and like i deleted instagram for a while like during that during that time in my life and like, it's it's never it doesn't doesn't ever go away because i still get it like today yeah. but like i i found how you how you like deal with it really like determines a lot about yourself and the mental health part of college basketball is like such a such a real thing because people are nuts and like they're gonna tell you that they're nuts <laughs> it's, it's like crazy blatantly over the internet and like we're we're in a, such a connected age right now where you can literally send a message like to your favorite player or a player that you hate and like have your name attached to it it's it's mm -hmm. just it's different but yeah for yeah. sure though definitely it's yeah it is crazy i mean just like for for me this year like i have a game against georgia and you know you get double teamed whatever but like i have 10 points not my best game and yeah. like immediately afterwards like i'm like okay i have to delete instagram off my phone I'm like i don't want to check <laughs> i don't want to see what anybody says and i got people commenting to me like you lost me 300 dollars," and i'm like why are you putting 300 dollars yeah. on why, why? <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's the thing like you, you're betting on like Sunday afternoon Mac basketball. Like what what's your deal, bro? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it really is crazy. Just, what, have, it, just have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> what ended up uh aside from like kind of deleting it and trying to avoid it, what ended up helping you like through that? Oh, I, I went to therapy. Like it, I started going to therapy my junior year. Um found a guy that I really click with and like I'm a huge proponent of this I've talked about this with the local station in Albany just like mm -hmm. how important mental health is and like so I still I still meet with my therapist like once a month now um just like go over but I was going like you know once twice a week like when I was bad just trying to figure out how to deal with everything and it wasn't like a sports like it wasn't a sports 
psychiatrist or whatever psychologist um it was like an actual and it's an actual mm-hmm. therapist who helped me like kind of sort like the real world of me into into basketball and kind of parse out like it's it's a part of my life yeah and it's like it defines a lot of who I am but that's not like all I am you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so I think having that relationship with myself and like growing that through junior and senior year has helped me because I went through an injury last year and I couldn't help my team and like that was a whole another battle but without that I don't think I don't know I don't know what would yeah. happen. I definitely wouldn't have had the the comeback that I have had now without yeah. that without being stronger mentally I agree it's like mental health and and athletes in general but especially like college athletes where I mean, a lot of guys, yeah, you're getting the education, but you're not getting paid. You're just really out there for the love of the game. And, you know, it's such a underappreciated aspect of the game. So if anybody's listening and needs help, reach out to somebody, of course. Like, um, you know, there's always people that can help you. So uh, definitely want to throw that out there. But obviously moving on to Siena, what kind of stood out to you when you're looking to transfer? What kind of stood out about Siena? process when I'm done line up like you spread um like I, I don't know like I'm, I'm possible like I look at stuff like over there's like oh got an agent and stuff like thing and, and well you're like we don't well like at a level um like Some people are told at 40, but we're all told like that, like it's it's over. Um, and I, that was my mentality. So I, I went home that summer and I played and like, I took some time off from basketball, probably. Um, and then I ended up playing in a summer league that my friend like put on. Um, and I was like cooking. Like I was, it was like all the... <laughs> the best players like in our area were playing at this gym. It was like Friday, like Sunday nights or whatever. Um, and like, I came out like the first game, I had like 47 and I was like, I still got it. You know, wait, I mean? wait like, a minute here. I, I got something here. Yeah. So I, I hit like nine or 10 threes. Like um, I still have, I think there's a mix somewhere like on my Instagram. Um, like when I was playing, I look extremely overweight, but like I still I still could play could play basketball. I was like, you know, like maybe maybe I could you know, at the time I had completely missed the transfer like to get into the portal. I completely missed the portal window. 
Um, so I ended up getting in contact with Siena because like my mentor when I was growing up, Carmen Massarello, my, who's my head coach now, um, like former City Rock guy, uh, friend of mine, like he helped me through like my recruiting process, even when like he didn't have to do it. Like he was at different schools like GW and Boston U, but at any time, like I needed to call him for advice, like he was always there. So um, they ended up, I got in contact with them and uh, they're like, have you ever, like, we have a spot open if like we can, we can do this whole thing. Um, but I was like, I don't know, like I need to, like I completely missed the window and I just played in the summer league. Like, what are we going to do? So ultimately <laughs> I had to hire a lawyer and go through an appeal process, like to get into, um, like back basically back into the transfer portal so I could attend Siena and like they could accept me like on scholarship. Wow. So that was like, a, that was like a two month process of me. Like I wrote a seven page, like appeal basically to wow. uh, the NCAA, like documenting my career and like my struggles with mental health and everything. And um, how I like still had more to give and like, I'm sorry, I missed the portal, but like I didn't, it was, it was really, I'm not just like saying this because I want to play basketball again. I'm saying, it cause it was like, it really happened like to me. And this is like what I want to do now. Like I'm, I'm sure of it. So a long story short, we end up getting the appeal. I think it's the first one ever granted of its kind, uh, like by the NCAA. And they literally said by the, the totality of, circumstances that was the language in the document like we are able to put you like back into back in the NCAA so I was like okay like like we're good we're golden like let's go let's let's play some basketball um but the, the other part was the the summer league so I ended up being suspended three games for my time that I because it was, wasn't sanctioned obviously because I didn't I, I thought I wasn't going to play again so yeah I ended up I think it was I was suspended four games or three games maybe and then my fourth game, it's Georgetown, like in Washington, D.C., like we're playing. Uh, I end up hitting like a half court buzzer beater, like at halftime to go in and like coolest moment I've ever had yeah. in my career was just like coming back and doing all this. But to continue that year, this was last year. So three games after that, we're playing Manhattan at home. It's like one of it's that one conference game like in the middle of your non-conference schedule yeah. like I don't know why they do that but uh <laughs> it was like that it was that one so we were home like I got my whole family out like this is our first like big home game um I'm going it's like five minutes into the game I'm like and I got like seven points like three assists a couple couple, couple rebounds like I I throw a good pass to Anthony Gaines who was a teammate of mine when I was a kid so I came back to play with him as well I get him for a dunk and like in the full court and like place going bananas. Right. I go down after that play and I like shoot a little floater off the glass. I miss, I get up to turn around and I feels like I got kicked in the back of the leg. I think my teammate like fell on me. Jordan, Jordan Kellyer was like in the area for the rebound. So I get up, I'm like, what the hell, what the hell? Like, don't, don't fall on me. Like, what are mm -hmm. you doing? Like, what are you doing, man? Just get up and go. He's like, bro, I didn't fall on you. 
So at that point, I was like, oh, no. So I try and get up and, like, walk back or, like, run back on defense, right? My coaches are yelling at me, like, get back, get back. And I can't move my leg. Like, my foot's just dangling. <laughs> I, I've, I've completely – I had a 60% full thickness tear of my Achilles four games back into my season, my uh, appellate season. Um, and I was like, yeah, that was, that was all of, all of last year. So yeah. How are you not, how is that not like, like you had said, it sounds like, or felt like someone kicked you. How is it not like just crazy pain? Like I actually didn't, I was, I probably felt so good because I was, I was playing all right at at the time. Um, (laughs) I didn't really feel it. Like it just felt like a little like hit on my leg. Um, but like when I turned, it just tore all the way, all the way up across. It was pretty gnarly tear. Actually, I ended up tearing my calf as well at the same time. So it was, yeah, pretty gross. Um, but I, I, I've never had a serious. I don't know if you've ever had like a super serious. Like a, we've all sprained ankles and stuff, but yeah, I've never, I've never torn anything before. Like I knew it would be a, a really long process, and it was, I was super scared after that. How long did it take? Because um, obviously, like you're probably getting surgery there pretty soon after, and then kind of mm-hmm. when are you back up on your feet, and what's the rehab process like? Oh my god, that was a whole other thing, man. So, <laughs> luckily, I was like Sienna's like 20 minutes from my house. Like I'm from Gilderland, New York, and Sienna's in Loudonville. Um, so like I was able to have the surgery with a person like do most of my rehab like at home and I was able to like stay at home and stuff so thank god for that and my parents shout out shout out to them for uh getting me through all that but it was a originally like an 8 to 12 month diagnosis right so like when you're when you tear your Achilles like you got to go get surgery right away obviously um then you're in surgery was great perfect went extremely well weirdest thing of like time of my life I still don't remember it like clearly because mm-hmm. like they knock you, they knock you out and you get like a nerve blocker and stuff so um I like, couldn't move my leg for like three days I'm six weeks in the cast and then another six in a, a different cast and then after that like after three and a half months or so um it was the walking boot with crutches and then you can start to like gain the strength back like in your life like your with your toes and stuff like um i did a whole bunch of stuff that was extremely tedious and like you really don't realize how much you take walking <laughs> for granted like until you until you can't do it right like i had trouble like getting up to like shower and go like to like go use the bathroom and like go down like my room is upstairs in my house um and like just like getting up the stairs like crutching up the stairs and like all i want to do is go out and, and do stuff with my friends like I can't <laughs> I yeah. can't do fun things with my friends because like <clears throat> I'm a burden yeah like to go to go out with so th- there's days it got it got like pretty bad man like I just like wouldn't wouldn't leave my room and yeah. uh I used to think like will I ever be the same player again mm-hmm. like am I gonna is this feasible can I do this and it's just like all those thoughts going through your head at once it was it was a lot to handle at the time yeah that is that is insane, man. I don't know. That is like the uh, 
my worst nightmare, I think. Like a, yeah, knock on wood, yeah. But. It's probably a, a basketball player's worst nightmare. And the fact that you're able to, you know, not only go through that, but you go through, you know, you had just come back from sitting out for the year or, you know, trying to figure out if you're coming back, whatever. You come yeah. back, you do that. Like, it's, it is crazy. But what's it been like kind of stepping on the court this year? Like, is that – what was the emotions that first night out – I like I was like crying in the uh in the locker room like before before the game. Um I remember going up to Carm. We were playing Holy Cross, I think, at Holy Cross was our opener. Mm-hmm. Um I remember like dapping him up like right before we go out. Uh, and I just said like thank you, you know, like I was I get like emotional talking about it now, but um you know, everyone like rags on me for being like the old man and like going going through all this stuff. But it's not like I've I've only played really for like I, I didn't really play sophomore year or like freshman year, but like this is like my first real season where I'm like I'm dependent on yeah like the games games are won or lost by whether I perform or not yeah you know and like that's a really cool feeling and like one that I haven't had since I was in high school mm-hmm. and like to do it on a college level is awesome. Um, and I just, I haven't had that and it took a lot of, a lot of adjusting and uh, like confidence in myself. But I just thought like my mentality through this whole thing was like, you have, you have one shot at this. Like you, you still want to play like after, like that's your goal. Like you want to be a professional basketball player. You have to show what you can do and you got to win like those go like hand in hand, you know, yep. like that is just two things that are, that are super, super important when, when you're playing, like teams don't want you if you lose and teams don't want you if you don't do well or yep. <clears throat> defend or whatever, as I learned, as I left Carolina. So I got this opportunity, like the pieces got into place. Our team looked really good. We have one of the best guards in the country, JV and McCollum. And like, mm-hmm. My my roommate Jackson, he's a couple couple doors down. A fantastic big. Like we have really good players, and it. I knew we were going to be successful, but I didn't realize like how good we were going to be until we like kind of got into the season. But it's right. been it's been a blast, man. It's been a blast. I can't imagine like the first game back. Pretty much after, you know, you played a little bit there in in what twenty one. But it's like yeah. really your first game in a couple of years. I I just can't imagine the emotions coming out, starting playing Holy Cross, and then I mean obviously you've, you've done really well, which has been really cool to see. Um, and you mentioned it a little bit, but you know what kind of what are you looking forward to for the future past this year, um, pro basketball, whatever. Um, I'm I'm really like I've I've done a good job. I think. Uh, better than like most people in in the way that I can like I can compartmentalize really well so like Mm -hmm. when I'm like in the season like right now like I'm only focused on like what I'm doing today you know what I mean um and I think I got messed up in the past like playing because I I would I would be like outcome oriented you know what I mean like I'd be like I got I gotta make this shot because I gotta do xyz like this shot needs to go in because of whatever now it's like i'm just gonna go out and hoop because i love playing basketball and like 
I, I have no, I'm not nervous when I'm on the court anymore. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm extremely confident in my like shooting ability. And like, if you give me like half an inch of room, like it's going to go up and it's going to go in. And like, yeah. I haven't felt like that on the court and like since high school. So now I have that, that mentality every day. And like, I can, I can like focus on what I need to do, like in the moment, but I'd say like for the future, yeah, hell yeah. I want to play professional basketball. Yeah, like that's, who doesn't, that's right? been a dream of mine. Yeah. Like who doesn't want to do that? Um, but for, for you and for me, especially like guys like us, um, you gotta, you gotta win and you gotta produce like night in, night in, night out because they need people who are going to do that because they're going to pay you. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. um, <laughs> It's uh, you know the stakes as well as anybody. Um, but I've, I I would love I would love to play. But you gotta we gotta make a deep run in the MAC tournament if not if not win it and, yeah. and try and win as many games as possible. Like we slipped in the third, we dropped two over the weekend. We got some people out right now, but we need we gotta bounce back this weekend and kind of just take it one game at a time. As corny as it sounds, uh, yeah, you really can only focus on like what's what's in front of you. Yeah, and you know something I try to stress to our guys is, you know, at this point in the year, it's it's pretty obvious that like, okay, you either are or you're not gonna get a an at large bid. So it's like either way, whatever happens tonight, whatever happens tomorrow, we have to win our tournament. So we gotta be, you know, building up and ramping it up and be playing our best ball when the tournament rolls around, and that's kind of kind of how we've been attacking it. yeah, I appreciate you for hopping on. I got one more question for you. A question I've been asking everybody, just trying to build up a little portfolio. Um, yeah, sure. ad- advice to your younger self. Uh, obviously, you've been through a lot, and you got a lot of good oh, stuff man. to say. So, <laughs> yeah, got to go with the the corny, cheesy one to end it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my younger, how how young are we talking here? Let's go, like junior year of high school, like about junior to burst onto the scene. Andrew play tech. Wow. I would tell myself <clears throat> no matter how much fun it gets, never forget what got you there. And that would be, I, I was always the hardest work. I took the most shots. I was in the gym early. I stayed late. Don't ever forget what got you to that place that you're at now. I'd say that to that. myself. Love yeah. it. I love it. It's easy, simple. You can leave it there. Dude, I really appreciate you. I think this is going to be uh, super informative for the people. I think it's going to be uh, a huge benefit for people. So I'm, I'm glad you could uh, come on here and tell your story, man. Absolutely, bro. Thank you. I appreciate you, you having me on. That was the Andrew Playtech interview. Just crazy story. I, I could have talked to him forever. Um, just had a lot of really cool stuff to say, a lot of crazy experiences being at UNC, stuff you don't think about. So for all you fans out there, next time you, you lose one of your little bets or something, don't go hitting up the athlete and and blaming it on them because, uh, we want to win more than anybody else out there. So keep that in mind. Uh, let's just be nice to everybody. You know, tell somebody you love them today and, you know, just be nice. Do something nice for somebody. So that is the end of the podcast. Once again, appreciate you all for listening every week. You guys are awesome. The best fans in the world. uh, The Catching Fire uh, podcast fans. So appreciate you guys for listening. As always, go ahead, drop that five-star. Drop a comment. 
Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, and we will be back next week. Peace.